Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta. As you know, I've been in Boyne Mountain area this uh, week speaking uh, to students associated with the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, uh, commonly known as FOCUS. And uh, I've been, you know, I've been speaking on spiritual things, the nature of the church, the gospel, the divinity of Jesus, the relationship between Christ and culture, uh, almost my entire adult life. And I will say that I do not recall a, a series of uh, talks I've given in which the audience, my listeners, have been more enthusiastic about the faith and were more astute in both the nature of their questions and the volume of them. It's been incredibly uh, reinvigorating and uh, energizing for me to see what's been going on here with these students associated with FOCUS. My guest right now is Megan Farowich. She's training to be a FOCUS missionary. And uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to let somebody from FOCUS actually describe what the uh, ministry is all about. Megan, good to make your acquaintance. Yes, good to be here, Al. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about uh, what's the what's the mission? What's the objective? What is Focus trying to achieve? Yeah, what Focus is trying to achieve um, here at Summer Project is very similar to what we're doing on campus. Um, basically, I tell people the main difference is that. Here at Summer Projects, the students are in a full-time job working at a resort, whereas on campus, they're full-time students. Um, and then we also have at our disposal, um, all of the Summer Projects locations are, are in beautiful areas where we can really go out and encounter God in nature with the students. Um, so the whole the whole point of Summer Projects here is, is to just form the students really well, to bring them into this incredible community um, with, just as you pointed out, of like the caliber of students that are here that are so enthusiastic to talk um, these students are ready to run. They want to be formed. They want good community. They want to be challenged. They want to be pushed. And so we basically just help to bring them together into one place where they can feed off each other and be hot coals together. And then we bring in us missionaries, a handful of us, who are ready to run with them and to form them, to challenge them, to bring in speakers like yourself, to provide masks and the sacraments, um, and to teach them how to do all this in the context of their 40-hour work week. So when oh. they graduate, it's not oh, no, I don't know how to work and, and do my faith. No, yeah. you can do it all together. Um, it is possible. Remember that time you did it that summer in some projects? Yeah, just do it like that now. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's, it's an incredible opportunity for them to grow in their faith and to begin to learn how to share it with others, with their coworkers right now and, and with their peers back on campus. Yeah. You know, that actually is a pro- you're putting your finger on a problem that I remember from my own uh, college days and uh being familiar with a number of the evangelical Protestant campus groups, I had many friends who were, uh, you know, worked with them after they graduated. Uh, but then mm-hmm. when they left, uh, association with, at that time it was called Campus Crusade for Christ, I think it's called Crew now. But when, when they leave groups like that, they actually had a difficult time adjusting to the day-to-day mm-hmm. world in which they were no longer surrounded by like-minded uh, Christians. And uh, it, right. it looks as though focus is getting ahead of that problem. Yeah, that's something um, I've been on campus as a missionary for five years now, and we continually go back to this. Your involvement in focus is not involvement in a club. We are trying to form you for a lifelong mission. Because yeah. it's, it's, you know, college is four years. When you graduate, you got your whole life ahead of you. So how are you going to live your faith when you graduate? Yeah. It's, uh, it's so important. Very, very important transition. And I understand that uh, 
focus is not only on campus right now, but you're also having missionaries in local parishes? Yeah, that's kind of near was in focus. I think yeah. we have probably around 10 parishes or so. I know a friend of mine is pastor at one of them. That's how I, that's how I learned about it. Oh, um, wonderful! Yeah. yeah. So, so this is a new experiment, though. Then I mean, you're just checking this, seeing how this works. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of newer, just a few years um, in the works, um, but kind of same idea, just really forming people how to live their faith in their current lifestyle and in for their whole life. How are you gonna now in a parish? How are you gonna live it in the context of your family, in the context of of peers who are no longer on a class schedule, but now a work schedule and have kids in the evening. Like, okay, how do you balance this new lifestyle? Yeah. Um, yeah. So really, yeah, continuing to walk with people in all their faith journeys. Yeah, no, very good. Megan, tell us a little bit about your own uh, background and how you, uh, uh, as an adult, awakened uh, to the Lordship of Christ. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I went to Notre Dame for undergrad, um, was on the track team for a bit there, um, and it was, it was actually when I was cut from the track team that I really began to make my faith more of a priority. Um, I grew up in a, a Catholic household and was always practicing to some degree. Um, but it was when I kind of had my sport, which was my identity at the time, taken from me. Um, but uh, the Lord really invited me to kind of redirect my attention and to focus more on Him. Um, and I slowly, by God's grace, um, we didn't have focus. We don't have focus in our name, but I got involved in it through a mission trip and um, through a friend's recommendation and um, and to my aunt who knew about Focus, um, got involved in a mission trip, and then also went to the Focus conference that was um, in 2015 in Nashville. Um, and between those two things, it just really, um, really got me on track more with my faith and diving deeper into actually having a prayer life and actually learning how to share that with others. Um, so that I started a Bible study on campus, and that really set my heart on fire. When you when you do two things, one, begin to pray, you fall in love with the Lord, and then yeah. begin to lead others, you fall in love with leading others. And those yeah. two things happened to me during my junior year. Um, and so by the fall of my senior year, I knew I wanted to apply to Focus. And now it's been five beautiful years going on six this upcoming year. No, no, that's great. And I, I couldn't agree more. I, I know in my own life it's been the same. Uh, the time spent in prayer uh, enriches uh, your relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. It, it in, increases oh, yeah. your enthusiasm, and the fire burns harder brighter and uh and also once you learn to comfortably share uh your faith in christ and the gospel uh there are extraordinary joys uh that await you uh when you have the opportunity oh yeah you know to uh, acquaint somebody with the lord jesus mm -hmm. um how many do you know off the top of your head how many campuses uh focus is presently involved in Ballpark range around 170, I want to say, continually okay. growing each year, and yeah. a handful of those being abroad, uh, but mostly here domestic. Yeah, and and you said there right now you're doing this experiment with parishes. There's about ten parishes that are mm -hmm. uh, working with the uh, focus uh, miss missionaries and um, for renewal uh, at the parish level. Um, Mm -hmm. How how much time is uh, I mean is can you tell us if this parish mission idea do you think this is something that is likely to expand? Um, at this rate, it has been um, slowly expanding. I think it is a good thing. Um, even by myself, I'm about to transition from being an on-campus missionary to now working at the headquarters in the mission department. Um, so I'm about to enter parish life for the first time. 
Um, and it's funny because for five years I've been trying to form students into graduating and be able to be involved in parish life. I'm like, wait, well now um, can I call them up and ask them what it's like? Because I don't know what it's like. <laughs> um, so I think it is a, a good and necessary thing for sure. Um, so and there's there's a balance right of forming the students while they're undergrads, so that hopefully you know when they hit the parish they're ready. Um, yeah. But then it's also helpful to still be able to walk with people um, in the parishes. So I think. Yeah, you know, if it continues to be fruitful, I'm sure that Focus will want to expand it. Um, it's all up to the Lord and, and the Holy Spirit how many people we have in Focus and where it just seems to be going, where the fruit is, and what, what the Lord is asking of us. Yeah, yeah, very good. Megan, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. And uh, I've been, uh, again, really blessed this week to be working with Focus up here at Boyne Mountain. And I uh, uh, hope to talk with you again. Yes, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you. Megan Farowich is uh, trained to be a focused missionary. Uh, she's been a focused missionary on campus training, and now she's also working uh, off campus. I, you know, this is something that I, so I get asked all the time, because I was raised Catholic, so that when I awakened to who Jesus was back in 1974, I was 23 years old, and I was at Michigan State University. And it's natural for people to say, well, did, did you return to the Catholic Church at that time? My answer is, well, sadly, no. Uh, part of the reason for that is that I was, uh, part of my conversion was also an awakening to scripture. And I, I went to the Catholic parish uh, in East Lansing at that time. And the two priests I talked to did not share uh, my enthusiasm for Bible study, and was, they didn't have the time to work with me over certain questions. So I, re I began going to places where people were uh, talking about Scripture. And for the next 20, roughly 20 years, I was uh, developing as a Christian outside the visible boundaries of the Catholic Church. So I, I'd like to bring that up because uh, there was no, when I was uh, in college, there was no organization like Focus. This is definitely a fruit of the post-Vatican uh, II Church. Uh, and then again, uh, Focus is a Catholic collegiate outreach. It's got a clear mission to share the, the hope and the joy of the gospel with college and university students. And uh, also they're working on projects now with local parishes as well. But um, what happens is these students get trained in um, the teaching of the Catholic Church, uh, in the disciplines of prayer, in the study of sacred scripture. They learn how to become uh, missionary disciples and learn how to share their faith with others. And they do that in by the cultivation of godly friendships. Uh, so they uh, invite people not only to, into a personal relationship with them as friends who walking beside one another, but they also invite people into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and uh, together uh, cultivating lives of virtue and lives of excellence. I, I'm almost certain, I'm virtually certain, as, as certain as one can ever be when they try to speculate on matters like this, I'm virtually certain that had focus existed uh, at the time that I was uh, uh, at Michigan State University and was in, became an active Christian, that uh, I probably would have uh, simply returned to the Catholic faith into which I had been baptized uh, as a, you know, as an infant. Uh, but unfortunately, at that time, it seemed like, it seemed implausible 
Uh, I did not see the kind of, I mean, so many of the Catholics that I met at that time were embarrassed to share their faith. And here I was immersed in, a, in biblical texts that told me I should be willing uh, to die for my faith. I, I wasn't that courageous, but I knew that that's, that's something a Christian might have to plan on. You, you have to, do you love Jesus enough uh, to go to the gallows for him, right? Not likely to happen in America, but the point is you're still, at least in your imagination, you're saying to yourself, you know, am I prepared to uh, suffer martyrdom? Uh, the truth of the matter is most of the Catholics I met at that time weren't willing to suffer embarrassment uh, for sharing their faith with others. And it seemed Im at that time, again, I'm 23 years old, I don't know a whole lot, but it seemed implausible to me that the Catholic Church should be the church that Jesus established. It took well over uh, 20, well, 20 years at least for me to finally conclude that Jesus in fact did establish uh, the Catholic Church with the same degree of uh, deliberation and um, organization and planning for the future as uh, William Booth established the Salvation Army in 1865 or Joseph Smith established the Mormons in 1830. Uh, Jesus did establish the Catholic Church and the Catholic Church, and this is hard for many uh, non-Catholics to understand because it sounds so triumphalistic, but we do believe that the Catholic Church is the one true church. That doesn't mean we don't think those who are outside the visible boundaries of the Catholic Church are not Christians, but it means in terms of who bears the marks, all of the constitutive marks of the church, the Catholic Church possesses all of those marks.